I know what Ruth's gift is. She's a real organizer, best in town. Um, but it's our communion service this morning. And uh, I gather there might be some in our midst that aren't too sure what's going on in the communion service. You know, it's, it's called familiarity of reading contempt. It's like the Lord's Prayer. When we say the Lord's Prayer, sometimes we get disengaged. And it's so easy to get disengaged, taking the bread and the wine. Because it's something we do every time. And the passage that I'm going to read, it's read every time. And I want you to click in. And I'm going to give you six points. So this will help you to click in, get, get uh, involved in what's going on because it's the most wonderful service when we remember the Lord's death. And uh, I've got six points and they're all short, don't worry, it won't take too long. Uh, the first reason why we hold the communion service is to commemorate the Lord's death. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, for whenever you eat this bread or drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. The breaking of the bread and the pouring out of the wine represents the Lord's broken body and shed blood. So when we come to take communion, our first word should be thank you for what you have done on the cross. For me, that should have been me on that cross. That Jesus died in our stead, that we might have direct access with God without going through a prophet or a priest. We could get direct access with Him. And uh, that's the first thing our heart should be full of, and that's gratitude. So don't forget when you take it. Don't just take it without saying a word. Say, thank you, Lord, from the bottom of my heart. The second thing, of course, is it's also a declaration and a sign of the believer's participation in the crucified Christ. This is the, this is the difficult bit, isn't it? We, I, we are so involved with God that we take part in the death, we take part in the burial, and hallelujah, we take part in the resurrected life. That's the doctrine of the Bible. We don't die physically, but we, the old nature dies spiritually. So that when we're tempted, we can say, get down, you are dead. I want nothing to do with you. No, I'm not going to do that thing. Because I'm under new management. Or it might be, you're going to say, yes, I'll do that. Because it's going to please God. So that's what we do when we die to self and we're resurrected to the life of the risen Christ. That's two things so far. You've got to think about when you take communion. The third thing is, it reminds us that by this, that this act of coming here reminds us that we're living in a new covenant, a new relationship with God. 
uh, it says in 1 Corinthians 11.25, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. I never knew what that meant until I studied it. It's strange, isn't it? This cup is the new covenant in my blood. What it means is that when Jesus died and poured out his blood, he introduced us to a new view of God. God is no longer a cruel taskmaster with a cane. He's a loving, heavenly father. And that's something to thank God for when we take the bread and the plate the way. Never say, I don't know what to pray for. Thank God that you're now living in a new covenant, a new testament relationship with God. In the Old Testament, the poor old Jews are to obey a law that was written in stone. Now, we've got that same law that is written on our hearts. That means that I want to please God. If we go through the Ten Commandments and say, Thou shalt not steal, I don't want to steal. Because of what God's done for me. I, Thou shalt not covet, I don't want to covet. Is that right or wrong? This is what brought in by our own years ago. Thou shalt not steal, I don't want to steal. I've got everything. In charge is the is the is the one that's got the cats on a thousand hills. Don't covet. Thou shalt not. I don't want to covet. I've got it all. It says in the Bible that in Him I am complete. Oh boy! What a lot to thank God for. Number three is that. That's number three, isn't it? Number four. <laughs> Taking the bread and the wine is a symbol that as believers we receive the strength from God to live the Christian life. Just as we take the bread and we take the wine and it goes into our stomach and nurtures us and nourishes us. That's a symbol that God feeds you and me sumptuously, spiritually, so that we go out and live the Christian life with his strength. Now surely, Robin, and you sit on the front row, you know, you have to watch out. <laughs> you might be brought forward as a stooge. <laughs> but listen, when we're, when we're nurtured and fed by God, we're the most well-fed people on earth. Amen. That's number four. Number five is, one other thing is it represents, the blood and the wine represents our union, the union of believers with one another. 1 Corinthians 10 says, For we being many are one bread and one body, for we all participate of that one bread. Not only are we united with Christ, that's, that's what we're good enough, that that's all it was. But we're united to one another in the body of Christ. We're all brothers and sisters of each other. We all come from the same gene pot of God. 
And we can't afford to fall out with each other because we're all muckers together. We're all brothers and sisters. And if you've got something that is that again. If we've got something that we have difficulty with, what we want to do when we're taking communion is get back to our seat and pray for them. Pray that God will bless them. Bless them out of the socks. And here's a, here's a thing that I do. And I haven't got this from the Bible, but I give it to you all the same. If there's something that you get, gets up your nose, think, what are they good at? What gift has God given me? Everybody's got a gift of one sort or another. That's biblical. Think of what gift they have and thank God for it. So a good thought leads to a good feeling. And eventually you'll have good feelings towards that person. And if you get the chance, go up to them afterwards and thank them for that gift. And that's the way to turn the tide, brothers and sisters. Affirm one another. Let's affirm one another. We're all in the same body. We're not just united to Christ, we're united to one another. That's another thing to thank God for. Never ever say when you take communion, I don't know what to pray for. Here's the, here's the last thought. Quite obviously, the breaking of bread or the communion, whichever the way you want to call it, it's just for Christians. How could you expect a non-Christian to follow all these rules? <coughs> so it's obviously only for those who love the Lord. You don't have to be perfect, our Margaret. Oh no. If you've sinned, all you've got to do is to say to God you're sorry. It's a difference between being a repentant sinner and a person living in sin. It's not for you. If you've fallen out with somebody, because it distinctly says in Corinthians that there were Christians there who had fallen out with each other. And it says some of them have fallen sick and some of them have even died. There we are. So we've got to examine ourselves. That's essential. It's not, it's, it's not navel-gazing. It's not being an introvert. It's the finest thing you could do to examine yourself. Or better still, ask God to examine you. David said, search me, O God, and see if there be any evil way in me. That's not for which one is it when God's doing it? Ask God to show you if there's anything wrong, and if there's anything wrong, put it right. And then it'll have taken a step which brings you closer and nearer to the image of God. So, the communion service does not introduce any new doctrine, it just seals. The ones that are there. It's like the, it's like uh, 
engagement ring. Okay? An engagement ring doesn't say to the girl, I love you now better than you did before. An engagement ring seals his affection for the bride. And this seals the fact that we're going on with God. So let's read the portion of scripture. And then I'm going to ask six of the team that are in the Friday night prayer meeting. Six. I just go like this. <laughs> I want six of you to come out. And when we finish, I go like this to all the youngsters. And I want you to pick up all the cups. And I want to put them one into the other, and I want to see which of them comes here with the biggest castle. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now they understand that for I'm not being disrespectful, but speak to people the way they understand. So here we are. The Lord's Supper. For I see from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. I brought in a, a new dispensation, a new vision of God. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. As a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. Anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you are fallen asleep. But if you judge yourselves, you will not come under judgment on the judgment day. When we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined, and that so that we will not be condemned with the world. There we are, from. Are you all ready to take communion? Well, I'm going to thank God for the bread, and I'm going to thank God for the wine, and then <laughs> we're going to partake of the elements of the Lord's Supper. And remember all these points, Luke, remember them all. There's plenty to pray about. And at the end of the day, we'll be blessed out of our socks because the communion will be different altogether. Our gracious Father, thank you for the privilege to take this bread broken to symbolize your broken body. Thank you for this cup, these, these cups represent your blood shed in our lives. Help us to say thank you. 
not just with our lips, but by the way we live our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I want us all to say to each other, not to God, this is to each other, it's the grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God.